Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. We're continuing to talk about building the bridge of trust. And this week we're, we're talking about things that are a requirement to actually build trust or restore trust. Now, our text for this principle, and there's a lot of other verses that will apply, but I particularly love these two. Proverbs 18, 19. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And, and that verse is not talking about some manipulative, I'm offended type of thing. It's talking about where there's actually been true hurt, true offense. Uh, something was done, it offended. That person, it's harder to win them than a strong city. So we want to avoid those types of situations because the Apostle Paul talked about the fact that, you know, none of us lives to ourselves or dies to ourselves. In other words, we're not an island off over to the side that functions independently of everyone else. No, we have to have human relations, and with that, there has to be a build, bridge, we have to build a bridge of trust with those that we interact with. Then Matthew 24, 12, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And again, if you would think about the word lawlessness there of being violating the laws of human interaction. It's bigger than that, but for the sake of what we're talking about, God established humanity to function a certain way. And when you read the Bible, well, let me just give you an example. If somebody lies to you, the next time they're talking to you about doing something or participating in something, your level of trust will be lower. Why? Because they lied to you. If you lie, it diminishes trust. That is a law of human interaction. Now, we've been told everybody has their own truth, and largely that has been designed so that people can lie. Hello. Thank you for joining us again today. We're continuing to talk about building a bridge of trust, and we, we talked about yesterday how that trust is what holds all relationships together. That once trust is gone from any relationship, whether it's a business relationship, uh, a work relationship, uh, friendship, marital relationship, so forth and so on, once trust is gone, that relationship begins to disintegrate until trust is rebuilt and restored. Now, with that, in our nation right now, there are so many components of our nation that are disintegrating. And, and the bottom line is, unfortunately, the, the idea of building a bridge of trust just isn't out there under discussion. And for it to be fixed the bridge of trust has to be built because trust is going to be what holds it together. And where we concluded yesterday, I said, I do honestly believe, and some people would call me 
a, uh, uh, a conspiracy theorist. But, um, you know, just because, you know, a good conspiracy is one that is not provable. That's the bottom line. And the thing of it is, anyone that thinks that groups that have power, anybody that thinks they do not have an agenda is living in a fantasy world. Everybody has an agenda. You, you don't get to those levels of power without an agenda. Now, having an agenda is not a bad thing. What the agenda is determines whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. And with that, the, the conspiracy, it basically means conspiring, a group of people working together to create an agreed-upon end. You know, it, it's thrown out now as if you believe in somebody, oh, you just, you're just a lunatic, you're crazy. No, they're, they're, you know, this kind of stuff's been going on for millennia. In the history of man, I mean, from the very beginning, it's been there. And these things happen. The thing of it is, is I do believe that there are those that want to see America not necessarily no longer exist, but no longer exist in the way that a lot of us have known it to be. They don't want America, the United States, to exist as a beacon of freedom and a beacon of liberty. That, that doesn't help them, doesn't help their agenda. And so with that, and, and, and with that, I'll just throw out some things, the whole thing about borders, the, the whole thing you know about um, things with uh, the UN, everything coming underneath of that, all of those things are ultimately not necessarily targeted specifically at the United States. It's just they have this agenda, and the United States, with its concepts of liberty, with its concepts of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, is a hindrance to this agenda. I don't necessarily think they are specifically or set out to target the United States, but because of the principles that our country has been founded on, by default, the biggest hindrance to their agenda right now is the United States of America. That's just the reality. And so in order to get their agendas to succeed, they need to have things in America disintegrate to where there will be change that will move away from the Constitution, will move away from the principles of the Declaration of Independence, that there's time for a change. They want to create that so that then their concept can be accepted as the replacement. And so with that, they're targeting division. We have to understand that. If they're targeting division, what should we target? We should target bringing things together. They are undermining the United States by creating distrust in our nation, distrust among groups, distrust of government. You say, well, I'm not going to just trust the government. No. 
You should not just trust the government. You should not just trust those in power. But we need to begin to have dialogue with people and have people in power that will follow the Constitution, that will follow the principles of the Declaration, and that we can do that as the uh, Pledge of Allegiance says, bring liberty and justice for all. We need to have that process. In order to do that, we have to talk. We have to dialogue. And anyway, with this, our primary passage uh, has been Matthew 12, 24. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. When love grows cold, trust grows cold. When trust diminishes, love grows cold. Those two things go very much hand in hand. And right now, there is a confidence slash trust crisis in America. There's virtually no sector of society that has been, <laughs> has been creating trust in it. The biggest gift that anybody can ever give you is to trust you. It, it's worth more than all amounts of money. Trust is the greatest gift you can be given. And right now, so many sectors of our society are violating trust, breaking the laws of human interaction on so many levels. And it's causing our society to splinter. And eventually, if the fabric splinters enough, then it collapses. We have to build the bridge of trust with this. One of the things that we have to do is we have to begin to ask ourselves some questions. Where are our communities, our cities, and nations suffering broken bridges of trust? Where are these bridges of trust broken? Where are they? In, in your hometown, in your area, your state, where are the bridges of trust broken? And the bottom line is we need to seek to restore trust. See, for lack of a better phrase, again, we're, we're uh, at the very beginnings of a major campaign season. A lot of what it comes down to in putting people in office, one of the biggest criteria that there should be for us right now is do we trust them? Can we trust that office to them? Can we trust them with it? Can we trust them with it? Will they build trust or will they destroy trust? Now, now with that, there would be those that would just <laughs> have a too simplistic approach toward that. But the bottom line is, let's talk about our cities for just a moment. You see, it boggles my mind that we have cities in our country, and the number of cities in our country that are like this are growing. Look at Los Angeles. Look at Philadelphia. Look at Chicago. I mean... There, there are whole sections that just uh, people living on the streets, 
there, there, is no, <laughs> there, there is no law. It's just kind of left and kind of held in check. There, there's just, it's, it's such a mess. It is such a mess. But what boggles my mind is those same cities keep voting in the same type of people. They keep voting in the same ones. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing, expecting different results. Why there are so many cities in our country that are continuing to vote in people that have the same agenda, the, the same focus, the same mindset, and their cities are deteriorating. And the cities are, you know, <laughs> defund the police. Well, is that a bridge of trust? And the bottom line at that point, that's not a bridge of trust of just the police. That is a bridge of trust of that government. That government has created a situation. Number one, crime typically increases, especially violent crime. I understand there's different types of crime. Here, I'm talking about violent crime. Violent crime tends to increase where there's poverty. Violent crime tends to increase in areas where um, there is no hope. The, the hope of getting ahead is diminished. And at that point, we have so many cities that the populations in that city, that there's huge sections of the population who, who are losing hope, who have no hope of how things can be. But yet, and most of them are not voting. Most of them are not voting. But the others that are in the city that are voting are voting for the same type of candidates election after election after election after election. And the cities keep getting worse. At some point, you have to recognize that there, you should not trust what's happening. You should not trust the people you're giving the power to because they're not helping the community. They're not helping the city. They're actually destroying the city. They're destroying the people in the city. You know, Chicago, just for, for lack of a better phrase, Chicago has, the high, to my knowledge, either the highest or one of the highest violent crime rates that there is. The number of murders um, that happen in Chicago. It, it's just, it, it's astronomical how frequently that happens. But yet, they keep thinking that the way to solve it is to take guns away. Take guns away. Well, the bottom line is you can take guns away from every person that wants to abide by the law, but you'll still have violent crime because you have people that will not abide by the law. And they will be the only ones that have the guns. And then at that point, there is no check on them. They understand the only other people that uh, have a gun are the people like me. So it makes it actually easier for violent crime to happen because of 
the gun laws. But yet these people keep passing these same laws. And it keeps getting worse and keeps getting worse. We have to understand that in, and especially in those cities, how can you actually trust those governments? You actually need to put somebody in there that will take a different approach, take a different look, actually begin to endeavor to create a different economy. Not through gifts, because again, as we talked about yesterday, one of the three ways that you can destroy an economy is free money. You destroy an economy through free money. That's how you do it. That's one of the three primary ways you do it. We have to understand where the bridges of trust are broken. How is it that there are so many people that are not getting factored in? They may not be me, but they're still people. And then if they're in my city, they affect my city. And the bottom line is, if their life is better, my life is better because the city is better. We need to recognize where the bridges of trust are broken in our communities, in our cities, and also in our nation. And we need to begin to build them back. God bless you. See you tomorrow.